You know, I've got a good feeling about this episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Star Wars Reviewed. We are talking all things Star Wars, but today specifically, Solo, a Star Wars story in our continuing series. We've got a nice discussion ahead. Hope you'll join us for the ride at twitch.tv slash thegeekiverse. Watching it back at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse or listening to podcast services around the globe. I'm Josiah Leroy with me today. I'm flipping the script. Just like the mic check. I'm going to Tim Talbot first. Tim! You ready to talk some Star Wars? I am very ready. We're getting close. I'm, uh, I'm excited for the last movie. So I know the, the end is in sight here. It's a yeah, little bit my... bittersweet. Yeah, I'm excited because this is the first time I've seen Solo. So we're in uncharted territory now. So excited. Oh, got lots and lots and lots to talk about. I think I've got some. Maybe I don't have controversial opinions on it. We'll wait till the end of the show when we rank this thing. John, Solo, a Star Wars story. You ready to go? Controversy on our podcast? No, it wouldn't happen. Never happened. It wouldn't happen. I don't believe it. JT is not here to provide his Morbius analysis, so we're, we're okay. <laughs> but guys, we're wearing some awesome shirts if you're watching mm-hmm. uh, on video form here. Look at that. John's got the Buffalo Marvel. Got the Buffalo Sega on Tim. I've got the Buffalo Nintendo. Shout out to our friends over at 26 Shirts. Go to 26shirts.com. Our awesome, awesome friend, Dell, who is a fan of Solo, by the way. Hoping he sees this on Twitter. Uh, 26shirts.com. What do they do? They sell t-shirts just like this. Pop culture themed stuff. Not a month goes by where one of us doesn't send a picture into the group chat and the rest of us go, damn it, I need that shirt. We're waiting for our next order here. We did it. I think we've put in an order a month here, but you know what? It's all for a good cause. Not only are you getting an awesome, awesome t-shirt or a few, depending on who you're, you're looking at here, but also... Portions of every shirt and sale go to a family in need, a charity in need, an individual in need. Recently, 26 Shirts has surpassed $1.4 million in which they've given directly to beneficiaries. We're proud just to know those guys, but you should check them out for yourself. Again, 26shirts.com. Wow. I remember when we started the MCU Reviewed, and they were obviously our our first sponsor with that, and they were just closing in on $1 We were just creeping up to that $1 mark when we started the MCU Reviewed, and now we're getting close to $1.5. Just crazy. It is crazy. crazy. It's awesome just to to follow those guys and see what they do. But um, close to, I mean, almost getting to 10 years in business. And that's a lot of money that has gone directly to that. So uh, big hearts, incredible stuff that's going on to truly help our community in Western New York and in some some other ones as well, if you, you check out the website. So that being said... We're talking about Solo, A Star Wars Story, the second anthology movie in the Star Wars movie franchise. All right, fellas. The Steelbook. John, do you know, do you know what, what the Steelbook looks like? I'm going to guess Han Solo's on it. Okay, you'd be wrong. Uh, Tim? <laughs> Is it just the Falcon? I said Tim. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we got the Millennium Falcon right there on the Steelbook 4K edition. Uh, comes I, was, uh, I was actually going to guess that. I you were like something weird. Oh, who else would it be if it's not Han Solo? Yeah, yeah if Han's well, not on it, that's not a person. That's yeah, yeah. Like, kind of what it comes down on, to. On the back, which is kind of cool. Maybe Lando. I just saw maybe Lando throw Lando on there, but are you saying Lando? Are you saying like that because he says Han is Han? Yes. Okay. That's the point of it. We we discussed this on the previous episodes. Were you not here for episode four? I don't know. Attack of the Clone coming at you, hardcore, buddy. Uh, I'm going to accidentally say Lando now, and I've said Lando for the last 20 years, so Dan, Han, it's Han. Han! We got Chewie, we got Han, we have 
Lando. And we have Kira on the back of the steelbook here. Uh, is This is the only Star Wars movie I only own one copy of. Wow. That is uh, very surprising. Kind of, I guess. But it uh, came out in 2018 here. Uh, first reactions on the film. I do want to go to Tim again just because he is fresh off of this. This is his mm. first wa- viewing of this. Uh, which is kind of exciting to us. And when we watch Rise of Skywalker, we're going to watch it together. That will be Tim's first viewing. We only get so many chances to do this. So, Tim, take it away. What you know? What's sinking in here? What did you think of the movie overall? Before I get to that, though, I would definitely like to request some popcorn at this movie. <laughs> oh, I've got plenty of popcorn buckets. So we're I, need, good. I need at least two packages of floss got okay. for the movie. We can make so. that happen. Okay. We'll split up, divide and conquer. John, you get the popcorn, I get the floss. Easy. There you go. So I am, uh, I'm very fresh off the movie. I just finished it 20 minutes ago. I was going to try to watch it earlier Hang today. On. And uh, yeah, you, you're telling me you were not watching Busy Sticks. I did the background. <laughs> I was also opening my Steam Deck in the past 20 minutes too. So there's that. So how could you Stay focus? Tuned. Okay, solo. Go ahead. Anyways, um, so I just just finished it. I liked it a lot. I I must say. I liked it a lot for what it was. Again, I think I've covered this a little bit when I've said this. It, to me, is a movie in the Star Wars universe, not about Jedi lightsabers. It's about a story about, hey, if let's just in the world pretend that there was never a Jedi or uh, lightsabers, that stuff didn't happen. This is what I kind of picture a movie being about. Let's say at the end of the series, they had no more Jedi. I feel like a movie like this could sustain itself in a Star Wars world because it just does a very good job of building on the storyline without actually doing too much um you know i still love the light and i I do love how they had to throw a lightsaber in there at the end just to kind of make sure you saw one um even though it was in their 4k you know resolution screen but um but i liked it a lot i i uh it was a little weird for me to kind of see someone else playing um han um but I did like it. I liked the storyline. I thought it was well done. And, you know, it was a fun movie to watch. I wouldn't say it's like I would go back and make sure I watched it when I watched all the series again. But I think it's a fun standalone movie. So. I think that's a pretty solid take overall. John, your thoughts on Solo? Yeah, I'm right there with you, Tim. I think that Solo is a perfectly fine movie. It is It is a good movie to me. It is a. It is like your textbook three out of five. Like that. that was good. I like that movie. Um, I honestly would go as like I would even say that it might have the the best plot line in any Star Wars movie. It's just a very very solidly told story, but there's just not there's just no highs to it. There's just nothing that right. blows me away about this movie. It's perfectly inoffensive. There's nothing that it does that you know that drags me down. And there there's plenty of eye rolling stuff though, which we'll get to. Like did they did they have to have an explanation for? everything about Han Solo's character. Did we need to know how he came up with the nickname for Chewie, how we got the last name Solo, how we got his blast? Did we need to know everything about Han Solo? All those little things, like, oh man, all of the explanations were kind of getting me eye rolly. But um, other than that, perfectly, perfectly fine story. Like, it's just, it's a good movie. It doesn't take any risks. It doesn't go too crazy. It's just enjoyable. Um, And it maybe suffers a little bit from the fact that it's just enjoyable. It's the, the name fits it perfect. I feel like Solo is, you can watch that and not need to watch anything else and just enjoy that movie for what it is. For sure. For sure. And I, and I will say that uh, Alden, is it Aaron Reich? Uh, is that his last name? I think he's an 
awesome, awesome young Han Solo. That, I think yes. the, the casting, like I, I, every time, every time we do these reviews, I, I like to watch the movie, but I also like to go back and watch a lot of the reviews and reactions that people had, like when the movie first came out, um, and like almost overwhelmingly people didn't like his portrayal of Han and I'm like I don't get it I think like that's crazy to me he, he's not Harrison Ford that's it like obviously right he's not Harrison Ford but he, like the, the mannerisms were so so spot on I thought he was yes. I, I thought he did an excellent job like as good as you can do without being Harrison Ford right dude I could not agree more I think the the general consensus the popular opinion if you will is that Donald Glover as Lando was just so awesome and yeah he's he's pretty good but I don't understand the backlash on all of it. I think he was great as trying to be Harrison Ford being Han Solo. That's a hard task yeah. to, to make happen. This is not Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan where he's awesome, but he's got a lot of time removed from that original trilogy. This is not terribly far away from A New Hope and the original trilogy. That's a hard thing to, to be, you know, like it's a different thing if he's a kid. But he's not. He's. I mean, yeah, he's young, but he's within ten years of being Han Solo that that we know and love. So I think he's phenomenal in in this portrayal. Like you said, John, down to the mannerisms. I'm with you on the one on one on this movie. I think it's a fine movie. I love all Star Wars things. I just do. I unabashedly do. This one, people people think I hate Solo, and I think it's just because. I'm not as high on it as most people are. I think, well, end of the show, we're going to get into our rankings. So I'm not going to give much away. But if we're talking about the time frame here, Last Jedi came out four and a half months before this, if not five. I love that movie. I said last week, I think it was a masterpiece. Uh, Force Awakens. Don't get me started on that. John feels the same way. Tim doesn't. Whatever. Wait, the uh, number two one, movie? Wait, is that, is that the number one that's ranked number two right now? No, I think it's three, actually. Oh, it's three. Yeah, oh, my mistake. I don't even think you did it on purpose. So sad. Uh, and then there was, there was Rogue One, which was also great. So Disney had, in my head, banger after banger for those first hmm. three. And you get to Solo, and I, I think a little underwhelming is the way I think about it. I don't know if it's fair, but also... Star Wars is not Marvel. They're, they're, they're different properties, even though there's some characteristics that cross over for the fandom. You could pump out a new MCU series or movie probably just about every month or week, as Disney Plus has been doing, and I'd be down for it. Star Wars needs time to breathe. And you had Last Jedi. We had Rogue One. We had Force Awakens all in a three-year time span. Then you get this. And it, this also, by the way, came out mere weeks after uh, 2018 so it would have been infinity war and then also deadpool 2 yeah. there was a lot going on right around that time and i don't want to say fatigue is necessarily a thing i but so my, my my perspective on that is not necessarily the fatigue like i i think that i think that the last jedi was just so divisive like it yes. is, it is by far the most divisive Star Wars movie. You look at the, you look at the way that they use like a lot of just the general Star Wars fans received that movie, and they were they were panicking for the way that they wanted this this trilogy to go, and they know that to see you know the future of Star Wars they thought was not in a good spot after a lot you know after a lot of them saw that movie. So just you know call it like it is right. So I, I think that the hype is like 
absolutely crushed for this movie coming out just months later. And again, I think that the fact that Infinity War and uh, Deadpool and, and everything like that came out close to it, I think that matters only because The Last Jedi was so divisive. I think if it wasn't, everyone would have been you know just as pumped as they would have been. But now we're like, ah, okay, then I didn't love that last one. Not sure I like the direction. And also, I just got these awesome movies that I absolutely adore. Right. So, I'm, am I really excited about a Han Solo movie that which you know which had some questionable questionable um uh development issues as well like they went through multiple directors and stuff like that like interesting story of uh, of solo for sure right like that's another thing i was going to mention we had lord and miller the guys behind the lego movie behind 21 um, drum street into the spider verse as well yep really really good at what they do but something wasn't jiving at lucasfilm and what tells me is what was not jiving is and we kind of heard this is it was two guardians of the galaxy that, but that's what too, that's what they that's are like, right like you brought these directors, you, you brought these directors in because that's who they are right and then like the dna yes. the, the dna of this movie is absolutely completely different now that ron howard takes over like it's such a different movie than it so been. ron howard comes in and i think does a quality job by the way agree this was even more crunch time than the rogue one stuff that was going on in that respective timeline so Ron Howard came on relatively late and they kept, I'm, I'm very surprised this movie never got delayed, never got delayed. I think about if it would have come out at Christmas time, like the other star Wars movies, let's make that a tradition. You know, episode nine eventually got there. Why not keep going with that? I don't know that it necessarily changes my outlook on the movie, but at the same time, I think about where I was when this came out and John, you were right. Deadpool two and in infinity war people freaking love. So it's funny to say that of the three movies we talk about here, Solo got buried. Interesting, right? Oh my god, it's crazy! Like we, I don't know if we're out of order here. Oh. Let's talk about the box office, man. It is in like this movie. The, yes, the budget of this movie was three hundred million dollars. That was the budget. What was the box office, Joe? Well, Tim, you want to take a guess first? Uh, John, I assume you know. Yeah. Okay, uh, Tim, what, what do you think? Five hundred million. Five hundred million. Not terribly far off. Uh, it did 392. Okay. It Holy crap. almost lost for, money. A Star so Wars for, movie. For a Star Wars movie, especially when you came off three that just did a billion apiece and the Force Awakens juggernaut that just kept going. This is a disappointment it's in a relation to that. It bombed. Yeah. It, it absolutely bombed. It's funny to say that because this is, this is, I hate to keep talking about this, but it's before the pandemic. So you don't have to worry about, are the theaters open? Are people right. comfortable going to the theaters? No, it doesn't matter. This is in the heart of a string of success with Infinity War, with Deadpool, with a lot of other big hits in 2018 that had no problem delivering at the box office. People did not want to see this movie, or they did, and they didn't want to go back a second time. And I think it's funny because it's called a Star Wars story, but it's almost like people didn't know or they didn't care. It's one of the two when this came out. And it's a little bit disappointing from that aspect that they decided to go along with this when it came out. And I believe it was, yeah. So May 25th of that year. So say what you will about that. But I think a lot of those factors kind of combine here. There was not a huge amount of hype going into this movie. No, and I think a lot of the conversation from older Star Wars fans was like, man, we, do we really need a Han Solo movie? Like, do I, First of all, do we need a Han Solo movie? And do I really want to see Han Solo recast? You know, regardless of Alden's performance, even before the movie comes out, who cares how he's going to do? Do do these people that grew up with Han Solo as their, you know, as their, um, you know, their their fun whimsical hero? Do they want to see that character recast? And I think the answer was no for a lot of them. 
I I understand that because I think I was open-minded, if not skeptical. Like, right? How is this guy going to do? I don't know. He's no Harrison Ford. How how are you going to get there? Right. But that we'll talk about that later on. Uh, J Mac in the chat. He said, "Is, is this situation?" Similar to Joss Whedon taking over for Zack Snyder. I don't think so. Maybe in time frame a little bit. Obviously different circumstances with Disney. It just sounded like they didn't like what Lord and Miller had going on. And they were scared shitless after Last Jedi. And they're like, we got to fix this. Yeah. There, we there, like the direction of this. There, there's a lot of information out there about the creative differences. Like the, I think the last straw was like they there was a specific scene that Lord and Miller like refused to do multiple takes on and give them multiple angles on because they knew that Disney was going to over edit it. So that was like the thing is like they, they, they felt Disney just creeping back there and they had like this executive producer that was there basically micromanaging them and they were like forced to just keep reshooting stuff so disney had more to work with more to do in the edit room basically to like take more control over this project and lord and miller were just like we're, we're not going to keep refilming these scenes and you know they they parted ways and it sucks because it, it, i would have loved to have seen that movie because i the lego movie my gosh you know like you said 21 jump the street at the time yeah yeah, yeah yeah really yeah, really yeah, you, you, you <laughs> i, I would have loved to have seen their spin on this because they they understand i think in essence fun and comedy and i think to see think about it if it was it was hey it's two guardians so you have han solo you got chewbacca you got kira you got woody harrelson's character you got, right I that would have made for a fun comedic element i think like i, I we, think that we talked about comedy in last jedi yeah. and first awakens lean into it in a movie like this where it doesn't matter so much i think that's absolutely what, what it was going to be i think you would have gotten a han and lando buddy cop story is what you would have gotten yeah. with that i think i think you would probably would have had lando introduced earlier and he would have been way way more at the forefront because i was honestly surprised at how little lando was part of this movie he was decently involved in the movie but like he wasn't really part of the main plot and the main crew until kind of like the the the, the last third of the movie um so i was kind of surprised like so i i think that there probably was bigger plans for for donald glover's lando and i bet you that's the the angle they were going with because you think about the movies that they're they're no they're known for 21 drum street is like one of my favorite comedies of all time. Like those movies are so freaking funny and they're so good. And like, that's kind of what, you know, gave them their comeuppance in the industry, I think is doing the, doing those movies. So if they could have taken what, like the buddy cop aspect of 21 jump street and given us that with, with Han and Lando. Oh man, sign me up. I am disappointed that that, that never came to fruition. And I remember when they were announced, first of all, how excited I was. And when they were removed, I was like, what's going on here? You know? And then Ron Howard's a, a great director, by the way, don't get me wrong. But he is—he's a studio director. He's a studio director. He make—he's yeah. gonna—he's gonna make the right? man. If there's anything that you can describe Solo, a Star Wars story with, it's the word safe. It is so yeah. I agree that. It's just so safe. It's funny too because John, you mentioned um, in in a second we're gonna queue up the trailer, so we want to watch this with you. Uh, but if I think about some of the things you mentioned, like they they throw a lot of Easter eggs in there, or they throw a lot of origin stuff for Han, I like a lot of it. Some of it felt like so pieced together too. At the yeah. same time, like it, I don't like the direction that it took. It like really you're doing it to do it. They, they like, just they, feel like you should, so you want to do it anyways. Like they oh, really cool slap in, but slap like, in the face with it. Like you didn't have to yeah. explain everything that just made because you can doesn't mean you should, right? right. Like, like, when he's registering and he's like, "Hmm, solo," and it's I like, hate that. Dude, it's okay. so it's bad. It's so bad. Yeah, that's like one of my things. I was like, "You don't need that." Like he's literally trying to get away from these, not get caught, and then like get this witty. Last name you're gonna give him, and it's just like 
It's funny because I love Alden's reaction there because he truly feels like he's been alone his whole life, right? Like that's his thing. But I don't like the idea that that's where his name came from. And uh, so we'll talk stupid. about it too. But what's it, his real it, name it, then? If it's not, what's his real last name? It doesn't have one. Yeah, it's just Han. Okay. In, in so there's there's been two canons. There was pre Disney and then current Disney, basically for for what counts, so to speak. Solo was his legitimate last name. He had a father. All this stuff. I don't care that you deviate from that, but this just felt cheesy. It was like, yeah. oh, this is where we're going here. Come on, okay. But, but like he uh, had that a lot. Like even like the scene with Chewbacca, it's like I'm not saying that whole last name. You're gonna right. have to have a nickname. It's too much. Like, it's like, does it need like? Could have been just like a part where it's like, like he f- got the nickname like in like a moment. It just it became Chewy. Like you don't need to explain yeah. to me that you does don't want to say the name long. Does it need to be a you moment? Know what I mean, like, does it, can, can, he, can he just call him Chewy? Does it need to be a moment? Right. Like yes, we understand Perfect Han scene. Solo. Yeah, when he comes to the rescue where they're in the the mine. He'd be like, Chewy, like that would have been a good spot where that's where he came up with the nickname. Yeah, like, right. You like, don't, like, yeah, like you don't need to force it. Yeah, you just let it be like, natural. You know, they could have been in, a, in one of their, their skirmishes or battles and he could, could have been like, Chewy, and Chewbacca could have looked at him and he could have been like, yeah, I just, can't remember your name. Like, yeah, that, you know yeah. what? Like, sure, like, show us, show us, don't tell us. You literally, like, there's so yeah, many, yes. there's so there's so much of that in this movie. Well, we where talked just, about that in the previous episodes that that's the direction they've kind of went in with the newer films. Before it was like, Hey, we're gonna show you this and do it. Even like in the prequels, it was they're explaining a little more than they felt like they needed to. And I feel like you kind of see that with all, some of the other movies. But you know, more so in this one, I feel like than you know some of the other ones. Oh, for I sure. I think episode seven and eight do a good job of showing, as opposed to telling. For the yes, most agreed. part, agreed. Tim, we'll see as we we collectively watch episode nine that I think there, it's more in sync with Solo because of the. The course correction that we always heard about, which is ridiculous with Disney, that you know they were they were pivoting from what they thought was the perception of Last Jedi. Critics loved it, and the box office loved it, but you know fanboys. So that's why they they changed the legend. Fanboys, and, yeah, they suck. So uh, <laughs> we get to episode nine. I think I think there's there's a lot of that which we're going to get into. But John, I'm going to pass it over to you if you're ready and if you want to. Uh, throw the trailer up for us yes i will be ready in just a second i forgot that i also have to watch the trailer i didn't have mine up oh man i can play it for oh, everybody good. i can play it for everybody else i know i'm ready you guys have it up you know yeah i'm ready all right go ahead and play it i've been running scams on the street since i was 10 i was kicked out of the flight academy for having a mind of my own. I'm gonna be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Hey, kid. I'm putting together a crew. You in? That's yes. I might be the only person who knows what you really are. What's that? Get ready. Thought we were in trouble there for a second, but it's fine. We're fine. Oh, 
trailer. Good trailer. Yeah, I like it. I love that. That's definitely one of my favorite scenes they showed is where he smacks the TIE fighter into the... Oh, dude, what a cool move. That's awesome. Yeah, when he just flips and knocks... Yeah, that what a, what a cool move. Yeah, it's okay. Like, yeah. I, I, Again, it's I wouldn't... Seeing that trailer is the exact reason I didn't see the movie. It's it's okay. Like, I don't need... It doesn't make me feel like, damn, I need to go book... I need, it's not going to cause a, a text from Joe saying, hey, let's all book, you know, two <laughs> tickets to the movie theater. Yeah, I, I you know don't know. I, mean? I thought it was pretty sweet. I, I like it. J- J- Josh and Chad, he's not a Star Wars guy, but he's like, yeah, is this movie already out? This trailer was cool. Josh, I think that someone like you would actually really like Solo, honestly. Like, it, it is it is not a Star Wars movie. It, they, it's called Solo, yeah. a Star Wars story. It is not a Star Wars movie at all. It is about a, a young smuggler named Han Solo basically trying to stay alive and get back to his, his girlfriend. Like, that's what it's about. And when I say that, like, it has maybe the most succinct storyline any Star Wars movie, it has a really interesting plot. Like, the it, everything makes sense. Like, the A to, a to B to Z, like, everything is is super interesting like it's a really really well written story uh infus nest the 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 villain and you know the the whatever you if you want to call it a twist or whatever you will like that it's super interesting it's well done it's just it's just a little unremarkable in how we get there unremarkable is a good word i think uh for a lot of that i i feel like the the other trailer or teaser for this was was more exciting but um I don't know. Not not. I don't. I don't have much to say about this. Yeah, it's okay. I, I think I I I definitely liked it, but I do agree that the the so this was the teaser. The trailer was cooler. The tra- the trailer almost had like a western like uh, theme to it. It was interesting. It was really really cool. It was only they kind kind of gave you like gunslinger vibes, which definitely was not really present in the movie. Like they they tried they tried a few different angles of that you know Han Solo gunslinger, but they just didn't show us any of that. But um, but Josh, honestly, I think that you watch, watch Solo. I think you would dig that movie to be honest. So, so here's my other take on it is after seeing that trailer, it's one of those things where I would assume with the way stuff is right now, I would find that on Disney plus and not in the movie theater. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'd be able to see that trailer. Like can now come into Disney plus. That's a very like, interesting conversation you know I mean? because like that, that is ultimately where they went with these star Wars right. stories that, cause that I mean like th- this came out and was, and was storyboarded and put out and put in production before Disney plus existed. Uh, the next one, the next star Wars star Wars story was supposed to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi was supposed yeah. to be the third spin-off Star Wars story and that's exactly what happened. They saw the way that this movie bombed. They're like, okay, let's let's wait on this. We've got you and McGregor. Like a character with a lightsaber. Yeah, right. No, like, you they, know? Yeah. No, they, they <laughs> again, that, that was the plan, but like it was it, it was reactionary. It was like, all right, let's th- this movie barely made our money back and we're Disney. We can't do that. That that's not okay. Let's let's figure out how to do this and then all of a sudden Disney Plus is born and now we have a series uh 3 years yep. 4 years later. So what's interesting is too if if not the same time as the Obi-Wan movie or before it, but Lucasfilm did confirm a Boba Fett movie. And that was short lived. That was shortly after force awakens came out. Yep. So that was kind of intended to be almost a trilogy, even though they're anthology movies that tied into this. And then a third uh, film that was heavily rumored was going to be focused on Lando. And like John said, all of that was scrapped when solo did not do super well at the box office it made money but not star wars money it, it and, barely made money even for a movie like 90 million dollars ahead of ahead of your production is not it's not much like there's really not much to pay out there and, and disney plus you you have to wonder almost like how much that move forward after something like right. this so you got the kenobi movie which feels like it was split into this six part series that we're going to be getting here in just a few weeks time i can't wait 
we're gonna do a weekly series for that 100 percent. well let's just do a um, daily series we just talk about it we just keep talking about the last episode <laughs> until the next one i don't care I, i'm all into that for sure <laughs> So there, there was that. There was all of these spinoffs that were happening. There was the Ryan Johnson trilogy. There was the the guys from Game of Thrones, and then they were like, "Whoa, whoa, pump Waste the brakes here." Betty off. Yeah. We're we're gonna wait on this. So it's interesting how much it felt like this weighed a lot of that. Even yeah. though Rise of Skywalker did pretty well at the box office, it did. Uh, you, just you, about a year and a half. You, you have to imagine how far the development and talks of Disney Plus were already kind of coming along. So I bet you, I bet you, it was kind of like it was both things. I was like, all right, this this didn't do great. We we're working on this Disney Plus thing. It's going to be out in the next couple of years. Why don't we Why don't we pivot some of these stories for that platform? Because we're you know we're going to yeah. focus on that anyway. So I'm sure it was kind of just a you know perfect storm, which I feel like built, did build up a big hype with all the you know Star Wars series that came out on Disney oh, Plus. Dude, I feel D- like Disney Plus huge. Disney Plus launched with Mando. Yeah, Mandalorian crazy. season one, episode one was like I mean talk about <laughs> launching with the killer app. It's it's like the Switch coming out with Zelda. Mm. yeah or xbox with halo right like that's your day one kind of selling point and um it couldn't have been better for disney plus like obviously mando was was vital um but so i I, tim we know you you just watched the movie but john do you remember your first viewing anything significant about that with this this film nothing 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 too remarkable kind of just like the movie i guess Uh, i I definitely saw it in theaters and i I don't know if i saw it day one maybe I probably did. I, I probably did. Um, I don't think I saw it again, though, in theaters. I'm pretty sure I just saw it the one time. I didn't purchase the Blu-ray, so the next time I would have watched that movie is when it came to digital. I almost said Disney+, Plus, but it actually came to Netflix first. It was one, yep. of, those, it was, it was one of those movies that was on Netflix. Disney had a uh, relationship. A couple of the Marvel movies, a couple of the Star Wars movies ended up there. So I think my second watching was probably on Netflix, and I may not have watched it again. I know I probably have. I'd probably put myself around like three or four watches, but... Yeah, uh, opening night there for sure, and it was kind of fun because, you know, it's Star Wars opening night, but different. Like not a like, not a crazy line. It was a, a packed theater, but not like it would have been for Force Awakens or Last Jedi. Yep. And I remember seeing some of our uh, our uh, Buffalo cosplay friends uh, a few rows ahead, and we had a row ourselves. So good times all around. But it was like laid back, you know. With Last Jedi, it was like, what are the stakes? What's happening with the Skywalker saga? With this, it was like, hey, this is gonna be a snag. This is gonna be a lot of fun. So uh, I did go back and see it in IMAX with my dad a few days later. That was a good time. And that was it. Twice in theaters for me. And then I want to say overall, I've maybe seen this five times. Like this is easily the least amount for a Star Wars movie. Surprising for you. I know. I mean, the fact that it's newer and, you know, 2018 factors in a little bit. But for me, it is it is never the one that I just go and watch if I want to watch a Star Wars movie or even have one on in the background. Right. It's never that. So I'm curious how many times this compares to the episode 10. Right? That's the... Oh, the newest one? Yeah. Oh, nine, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I would say nine probably close to so double it. All right. So... Uh, maybe he continued. Maybe he didn't hear me. But anyway, yeah. So I did. <laughs> I'm acting <laughs> like I didn't. Say what? Well played, my friend. All right, let's jump through my notes. I don't, I don't have a ton uh, like I had for for Last Jedi. Uh, another, we get another different intro in this movie, right? Like I'm, under, I'm wondering what that's going to look like. We're not quite, quite getting a crawl, but we did get more text than we saw, obviously, of Rogue One. It was basically and a crawl, also, just not in crawl form. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. It, it serves like, the same purpose. We didn't know how Rogue One felt, so we're going to kind of do it, but we're going to do slides instead. Yeah. Whatever, it's fine. I care about these details. It's Star Wars, uh, and then they say a lawless time. 
funny. That's how they tout Mandalorian just about a year and a half later. So they, they keep harkening back to that. Uh, I can't even remember. I'm, this is terrible to say who the composer of this film is. However, John Williams helped compose the main theme, the, the theme that we hear when we, we start the movie, which is Han's theme. It's totally John Williams. It's yeah, beautiful, really right? It's, it's the best of the best. Uh, so he, uh, he gets credit for partially writing that. A lot of production issues, right? We bring in Ron Howard. The composer's not getting the job done. Didn't know where to go. You bring in the best. Uh, this is a weird thing for me to say, but I felt like this was almost unwatchable in theaters with how dark it was. Uh, question. Mm. Did, you, did you go to the Regal on Walden? Or, I'm sorry, on transit. What resolution was the screen? I don't <laughs> recall opening night. I remember seeing it in IMAX and it wasn't much better. IMAX obviously would have been transit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just the, the, the projectors there are just so bad. Was, uh, it, was it 4K? Well, I'll tell you this. The, watching the 4K <laughs> for the first time at home on the OLED I have is a massive difference. I'm okay with it being a really, really dark filter, so to speak. Yeah. I didn't really notice that much on mine, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean when I just watched it, it wasn't think as about, noticeable for think me. Think about how the movie opens up. I mean, you're at, you're in Corellia and it's all dark and you're in like these alleys and there's not much lighting going on. So you were just saying. Uh, I kind of love the thermal detonator if for no other reason awesome. than that is obviously Princess Leia's trick if you, you go back to Return of the Jedi. So maybe just maybe she learned it from him. Who knows? Uh, do you know Kira was actually Ray's initial name? I did not know that. No, I did not know that. The character George Lucas wrote was called Kira, but K-I-R-A. In the movie here, she's Q-I apostrophe R-A. Yeah. So just to make it a little bit different, right? Uh, but yeah, that was Ray's initial name before Abrams and, and co. changed it. When I first turned it on, I was unsure of how I'd feel about Amelia Clark playing oh, I love her, it. but I loved it. I that really did. So I, I was 50-50 at first. Just because I, I was, I've always been on that Game of Thrones train, and then I got off it, and I really enjoyed it. I liked I, her character a lot. She is one of the most charming actresses I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. She, is, she is so awesome. Dude, I, it's funny, because you know my, my thoughts on Game of Thrones. I, I don't care for it. But um, knowing she was going to be in this, I'm like, great, that's another big Hollywood name that's like, I want to be in a Star Wars movie. You know, For me, that's like, hey, that's pretty cool. I loved her in this movie. Yeah, I didn't know what she made in like, Game of Thrones. No, she's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she's not terrible. I just think Game of Thrones is terrible. Sure. That's just me. But uh, in this movie, I really think she does a good job. We'll talk about uh, you know that character, that moment. I've, I've got some thoughts as we get later in, into this discussion here. Uh, so when Han gets through the gate and he looks at the TV or the, the projector there, I love that you hear the Imperial theme playing for what is a commercial for the Empire. I don't know why I think that's really funny. So cool. There's a lot of really cool yeah. world building stuff for, for Star Wars in this. Like even just like on the streets of Corellia, seeing like the, the little kids like talking about what they got. Like just really cool world. I love seeing that stuff. I think my favorite part about Star Wars is just to see like the planets and the worlds explored a little bit. Han's name origin we already talked about. It, it's terrible. Bro, it's Doesn't work. Don't like uh, that they they shifted so much from from what worked in the previous canon. Honestly, I don't even uh, care about the shift. I just don't like the way it was executed. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's like they were they wanted to go so opposite of it that they went too far. It's it's just kick, bad. Kick you in the face with it. Um, the irony. So we see Han on the battlefield for the first time, and he's struggling. I love that he's wearing that helmet because it's basically like a Kylo Ren helmet. Just say it. You know, thinking yeah. ahead all these years. That's kind of. Kind of cool. 
at that point in that battle, there, there, there's always rumors, right? I was really hoping to see just a quick glimpse of like Vader walking by, slashing oh, down dude. rebels. How sick after was that, Rogue man. One, you know? How sick was oh. that? Man? You know what I thought a little bit about is that when I first turned this movie on, I thought to myself, there's no way they show a Jedi that Han comes across because very first movie he's in um, is Falcon. And he's like, I don't believe in, you know, Jedi magic or whatever he calls it at that point. How would you how would you have him see that prior to, you know, Luke? You know what I mean? That's kind of my thought on it. That would have been too, too, too logic breaking. You can't really really do that. I prepared myself like, hey, I'm not going to see. I mean, I did, but I didn't expect to see anything. Right. It yes. works perfectly, I yeah. think, which we'll, we'll chat about. Uh, Woody Harrelson is Beckett. I love Dude. me some Woody Harrelson. I think he plays, he always plays a, a kind of similar role, right? Like the, the, the mentor role that he's the guy who doesn't give a crap. Uh, I always think of Zombieland. I love that movie. And uh, Woody Harrelson, though, what do, what do you guys think of his performance in this? Loved it. Yeah, I loved him. <laughs> good, right? It makes sense. Like, who's going to be Han? I just love him in everything. I really do. Yeah, and I think he just fits so well. You know, yeah. he's got the comedic humor. You could see where you could. My thought is, you could see where Han, Han becomes. It. Yes, right. Like this guy's, or should I say, Han? Sorry, he's kind of a scumbag. Like very, you know, similar right. to what Han is. It makes sense. It, it really does that. He's he's the guy that plays that mentor role. Uh, one of the two stormtroopers that knock Han into the pit as they're looking down and looking at Chewbacca, uh, they're voiced by Steve Blum. So Steve Blum has done hundreds of voiceover roles throughout the years. He has been uh, most prominently in Cowboy Bebop, if you're into that. He's done so many different video games. It's crazy. What was really cool is I got to sit down and host a panel with him at Nickel City Con a few years ago and talk about this very thing. Uh, but he's one of the stormtroopers that's making the comment uh, as Chewbacca and Han are fighting. Uh, how, how about Chewbacca's origin here? The, the wrestling, the speaking that Han does, I kind of feel like it makes sense. Like it's a funny way for them to connect. I, I like I like the scene. I like how Chewbacca is introduced. I don't know that I like Han speaking Wookie. I don't I don't know that I like that. Because I don't would, feel like I've ever heard anyone speak Wookie in any of the movies. And how is that possible? That not a single person's ever speak Wookie until that very moment. Yeah. Who understands Chewbacca throughout the movies? Only Han. I no, agree. I agree. Yeah. It's right. Right. So speaking I, is different than understanding. understanding. Yes. I, I wish they would have just kept it with that. So right. yeah, yes, I can understand you. I do understand a little bit of Wookie. Like not that not that I'm literally going to make these these you know grunting noise. It was a little weird, but overall, I like the introduction. I like the I like the scene. I like the I like the fight, the the scheme to get yeah. out. I thought it was cool. Yeah, their plan to get out of there makes sense that they team up. I, I like that. Chewbacca looks terrifying, by the way, when we meet him. Um, and then uh, Han makes the comment "Moof Milker," which is not a callback to anything other than Force Awakens, which is kind of funny. Only yeah. a few years earlier. Um, John Favreau is Rio. He uh, Rio sets the record straight on the useless equipment for the stormtroopers, right? He's talking about the helmets. You can't turn your neck. You can't see anything. Kind of funny. It's it's almost like a, a retcon in a way to say, hey, there, it makes sense why this the stormtroopers can't hit anything. They're not talentless. They just have terrible equipment. Yeah. So this wasn't this wasn't the the case when I first saw, or even second saw the movie. But for some reason last night, all I could think of was John Favreau in a recording booth recording all of those lines. I could not. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> Fix the disconnect there. What's the name of the character again? Rio. Rio. I, just, I couldn't see Rio as a character. All I see is John Favreau voicing this character. I don't know why. I, I don't love the character because I, I'm with you. It feels a little too... 
I don't know. Maybe that's the best way you put it. Like he feels like he's disconnected. He's he's in a studio recording those lines. I like John Favreau, so I guess it gets a pass. Yeah, same here. Kind of funny that Han and Chewie end up in the shower. I don't know why. I think that's, yeah. again, it, it's their origin story in a way. Uh, right around that time, one of my favorite visual shots, this is small, but it's them coming over like the snowy mountains and the music that plays, it's kind of a, mm-hmm. a little bit slower. Uh, I think that's just a beautiful visual shot in this film. Uh, we get a, a Bosk reference from Vale. So Bosk yeah. is like the lizardy kind of looking bounty hunter in the yellow in Empire Strikes Back. I like that. I didn't catch that until yesterday. I've seen the, I've seen the movie a few times. I didn't catch. I don't know if I did catch that. I have, to, I have to look back for it. Yeah, when, when it's they're quick. when they're sitting around and like he's you know he, uh, Woody Harrelson's talking about bringing them onto the crew, and she's like, no, we can we can call him or we can call Bosk. Like I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha. nice, yeah, nice Easter egg. Not one that felt forced to me. You know, right. It felt like natural it, that she'd be talking about that. That one and then yeah. the other one, I'm sure you'll get to it, but it reminds me of the, the Aura Sang one. That, that, that one's also really good too. It's like, oh, interesting. Uh, you know, Woody Harrelson, he killed Aura Sang. Those were ones that I was like, oh my gosh, these give this movie credibility and I was, I was See, a little bit giddy. That's what I like. Those are the ones that I like. That I like. The, the world building, they make sense. They give us explanations for things that like we would be curious about, right? Not how did Han become Solo or how, how did he get his blaster? Right. What about the stupid dice? Why, the, why are the dice? What about the dice? Someone explain it to D- me. Disney loves the dice. Why? Lucky so, dice. so the dice are, you're right. They're lucky dice. They are hanging in the Falcon in a new hope, but I never remembered that until episode I, eight. I never even realized it was a thing until. Yeah. Till, till last Jedi. Yeah. And, and what they a, decided to run with it. And what a weird thing that like he, that, that this is like a, a keepsake for Leia when it was like his thing that he had with his ex-girlfriend. What, like yeah. what, what a weird, <laughs> I don't know. It, that felt shoehorned to me. I like the thought more so in last jedi but when i saw him with them here i was like mm, yeah I it was, it we're going started, they started out with it was like forefront like bam and then right, later right on the like, bam, again yeah. yeah it was like a random like accessory in a new hope just to like yeah. fill up the cockpit they, right. they needed every little bit that they could from the studio they didn't have a lot of money to make that movie right and then that it became a thing yeah, I, they probably got that from some, like some you know pa's car it's like bring us whatever you got what do you got dangling yeah. from your from your mirror we need everything <laughs> we can find here i don't get fuzzy dice i got metal dice Ooh, those, are worked. On in. Those, exactly. are, those are those are space dice i like the premise but they go a little little crazy in solo um we get hans blaster from beckett i never needed to know where hans blaster came from whatever uh, thoughts on our villain quote unquote Infus Nest. Love it. I, I think that it's, yeah, it, I like it's them. interesting, uh, intriguing, and then it's like, oh, all of a sudden it's a pretty cool, pretty cool twist at the end there. It's like, oh, this is like a young girl and she's doing, like, in, she's fighting for a good cause and you find out that she's, you know, helping plant the seeds for the rebellion. I'm not a fan of it for whatever reason. The character doesn't resonate with me. Oh. I don't like how she sounds under the mask and I, I'm okay with the end where, where she's talking about the seeds of the rebellion and why she's doing what she's doing. Totally fine with that. I felt like when I saw this movie for the first time, there was a big reveal and then I was like, should I know who she is? Like it's presented in a weird way when she takes that mask off to me. Yeah, huh, so I know it's, it's meant to be now so- in hindsight that she's a kid. I mean, that hits that that hit even like day one like oh man this like this this is supposed to be kind of like a Vader you know this is like a this is a new Star Wars villain that we're you know we're kind of getting introduced to and but all of a sudden like no oh, this is just a kid I don't know it me. missed the boat with me for what it's worth but she um yeah and I even felt like there was meant to be a, a connection with with uh, Woody Harrelson's character and it just it, it wasn't there so 
Hey, maybe there, maybe there was, maybe, maybe, maybe it could have been part of the, you know, the change up and the reshoots and stuff like that. I kind of felt like that's where they were going, but it just felt messy to me. Um, I, I don't know why I love this, but when they're on the, um, the cruiser, not long after that, I love when Chewbacca has two drinks in his hand and finishes both of them. Don't know. It's a little moment in the movie, but I'm like, ah, good, good guy. Chewie, yep. you know, uh, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, Kira's performance or Emily Clark's performance rather, uh, Ron Howard, anything he's ever done. There's a cameo with his brother, Clint Howard. Uh, you'll know him when you see him, but he's kind of the guy that is around the droid pit where uh, L3 is yelling as the droids are like fighting each other. He's he's the guy she grabs the face of. But yeah, Clint Howard is in every single thing that Ron Howard does. So mm. when Ron Howard took this over, I'm like, oh gosh, we're going to get that cameo. Lando, so let's talk about that performance. Everyone hyped up this performance big time. Loved that Donald Glover was the guy. Donald Glover famously said, hey, I got the role and then I went home, got a pizza and watched Empire Strikes Back. What do, what do we think of his job in this movie? I, I think I'm maybe a little bit a little bit lower on like it than most people. I, I, I think, I don't know, maybe he wasn't just, maybe they didn't use Han or uh, um, Lando well enough in this movie, but for, for some reason, like, I just thought there. I, I thought that a Donald Glover Lando was just gonna be more up my alley than this was, and it, and it was really good. It just like it didn't. That could have sold me on the movie, right? Like that could have been like the saving grace, or at least like the 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 coolest part of the movie. And it just wasn't. He was he was just good. I don't know. It was just it, it didn't. It didn't. Maybe he had more screen time too. Maybe exactly. Helped, that that totally could be it. That totally could be it. Wasn't a big funny. enough part of the story. I feel like the sexy choice is that, oh my gosh, love Donald Glover as this character so much. I'm like, yeah, it's he's good. But I think like there was an overhype for me. So like he came down a little bit. And then for Alden, I didn't have the best expectations, but he killed it for me. So like right. they almost balanced out in the end, which is a good thing. Yeah. I um I liked him a lot. Honestly, I, I enjoyed him. The main scene I didn't really care for is I know I keep referencing Lando and Han and all that stuff just kind of as a joke, but I didn't like how they did it. Dude, I, it I don't just, need that explanation. Me, it was like, it's like, it's, do you really need to explain to me? He's like, oh, it's it's Han. Like, I, you don't like. I feel like when it was it when he says it in um, you know the original yeah trilogy, it was kind of like kind of just out there. It was like their thing. It wasn't like a lot of force, and it felt like it was natural. Like this, the relationship, and I feel like here it's like, hey, I need to tell you why I'm saying it. Like, I know it's pissing you off, and that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, but like I just felt like again, like one of those things that I didn't and you need know what? to hear. It, yeah, I think that it, it sticks out so much because it's like the fourth time they did it in the movie. It's like the fourth yes. or fifth time where they're like showing us something. Like maybe one or two would be like, okay, we got those cool little bits. Like now we know a couple of those things. Like totally fine. You're 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 overstaying. You're welcome with some of this stuff. And like yes, by the time we get to Lando and he he says Han, I'm already rolling my eyes. I'm like, okay, they're gonna right. t- they're they're now we have the origin story on why he's called why why Lando calls him Han, even though it was there's no story behind. It. The, the actor just didn't yeah. know how to say his name. I feel like it's like just they're just capitalizing on something that people like by making it more than it needs to be. For sure, bring more attention to it. But I just feel like it wasn't needed. Are you going to say, Joe? I, I like that exchange, even though we got maybe a few eye roll moments before that, because I was like, "All right, that's funny." He's trying to piss him off, get under his skin in this card game, right in Sabak, and they're mispronouncing things. I don't know. I felt like it was relatively natural. I understand your thought process for both of you on it, but for me, it, it hit a little I better. I the whole scene. I love the scene. I love that whole little exchange and you find out it was cheating. I loved it. Yeah, even you him know. saying like, 
everything you've heard about me is true. Like that's funny. Right, He's cool. got the swagger to hold his cup there without, you know, looking. Um, he, he looks at Han at one point and says, you're adorable. I think that's all great. It's really good. And, and, I love later on where he like, you see his personality sitting in the Falcon. He's like recording his little diary. <laughs> oh, his little memoirs. Yeah. yeah and then during, memoir. during that, that card game, but you're totally expecting Han to win. Cause you know, the backstory, you know, that that's how Han mm-hmm. gets the Falcon from Lando is in a card game. So like, you're totally expecting him to win. So it's like, wait, what's going on when he loses? So, for sure. That was a nice surprise moment because that wasn't the moment we, we thought it would be. So a nice twist. Nice job in direction, I think, overall in that scene. Um, Aura saying we talked about what a nice little nod that was to say, hey, Woody Harrelson's character again. He's the real deal. He killed Aura Singh. Uh, Aura Singh, if you don't know, kind of a famous bounty hunter from the the background or the I guess the, the legends now. But she's also in Phantom Menace. She's got a little bit of a cameo. She's like this white skinned. Uh, very white skin creature with a, a ponytail blue skin? during the pod race. They should I have blue skin? They should I have blue skin? Oh, it's white. Mm-hmm. Oh. She's in mm-hmm. uh, um, Cold War, too, right? Yes, she is. So, uh, kind and of a character likes. that uh, took. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Push <laughs> off a cliff, right? Yeah. Um, here's something I'm very curious to hear what you guys have to say about. What do we think about L3, the droid? I liked it more than I thought. I actually liked it. I thought it was kind of a weird. I feel like compared to Rogue One with the robot we got, I feel like this one, it was weird. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, K3, the three number three. K2, K2. I'm just Uh, messing. um, L3 made me like K2 better. (laughs) L3 made me like long for K2. I feel like it was weird, but like quirky and brought a little sense of like weirdness to it, which I feel like, you know, was different, but I enjoyed it. I don't think it was like my favorite droid, maybe like second from the bottom, but my know, note still enjoyed just, it. My note just says L3 is the worst. She's I the worst. don't like this character. It drives me nuts. Oh, I like I'm, where I'm in the she, minority here. Uh, well, at least here you are. I don't know about everyone, but I think I like how she ends up. <laughs> it's not that yeah. she's destroyed, but that they make her a part of the Falcon because. That's that's kind of a thing where the the Falcon. It, it, I want to say in the Last Jedi novel, it says it has like three droid brains, and even how she malfunctions and hits herself. That's hysterical because that's a nice Easter egg. Because Han and Chewie, they always pound that back wall in the, in the cockpit, right? Right. That's how they get it running sometimes. Now L three had to hit herself, and then and then she's a part of the Falcon. I thought that was nice, but yeah, I do not like this droid whatsoever. I thought they were going for a K two vibe, and they missed wildly. I just Obviously, think. Uh... And in my opinion, I think it was the way I took it from my perspective. It was like we see so many droids in the movies. And this is the first time I felt like there was a perspective of a droid that like cared about other droids. And like wanted to save the droids. And you see all the things that the boys are put through and there's no emotion. And you see her have like this overflowing amount of personality. And that kind of carries over into a lot of it. And that's kind of the way I took it like. Hey, this is the first droid we've seen him with a little bit of personality. This is the first one that like cares about the other droids and wants to save them. And like that was kind of my take on it, which is why I didn't hate it. But again, not my favorite, but I didn't didn't dislike it either. So and you've somehow made me like her even less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so I don't mind uh, like the rebellion she causes. I think that's kind of funny because Lando mm. looks at it like, "What did you do?" That so right. that's fine, but. Past that, yeah, just not. Enough is like, I can't wipe. I want to wipe her, but I can't because she's 
nav system right now it becomes the nav system on the falcon honestly um seeing the falcon by the way for the first time through han's lens essentially as he's looking around and then hearing the slow build up of the music where it is the millennium falcon slash star wars theme is just beautiful yeah. that might be my moment of the movie it's just so special with you uh lando's return of the jedi disguise we see it on um oh my gosh why can't i remember woody harrelson's character's name what is wrong with me right now i can't either i keep saying woody harrelson i do not know (laughs) i cannot believe i can't remember it but anyway uh he's got that that garb that that's a good version of an easter egg right i I think that that's there Uh, kira talks about how she knows how to fight so well and she says that she was taught terrorist kasi back it back it back it Never would have came to me. Tobias Beckett. So, uh, Kira mentions Terrace Casey. Casey, another really good Easter egg. There was a video game, PlayStation 1 era, called uh, Star Wars Masters of Terrace Casey, which was a lightsaber dueling game. And that is a real big throwback. I love that they found a way to put that in. Um, the Wookiee that Chewbacca kind of headbutts, almost as a sign of, hey, I'm with you, towards the, the end of that sequence there on the planet. Um, that's played by Anthony Daniels, who is C-3PO. I knew I didn't so now, like that Wookiee for some reason. <laughs> I, I had a feeling John was going to say I didn't like that character. Something so, yeah, about it, that Wookiee just rubbed me the wrong way. Honestly, <laughs> what, what? one of my favorite scenes with Chewbacca in that whole little sequence is when they're in the elevator and he's like, tries to get the guy and he just rips his arms off oh, and he's like holding the arms there. Classic. I love that. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I was going to use that uniform. strong they are, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, Sagwa is the name of the Wookiee there, and now uh, Anthony Daniels is the only actor slash actress to be in all eleven Star Wars movies. You know what? So I, kind of a, as much as I hate C three PO, I love to hate him. I do love Anthony Daniels. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. You know who would say CP three if he's in trouble? L three. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. I think she'd be like, "Yeah, you're well, too dead. annoying." Yeah, oh, I yeah. just I I just like the I, I like the small cute droids. I like my BB-8s, my BD-1s, my R2-D2s. You know, those are those are my droids. That's where I'm at with I'm, the droids. I'm with you on BB-8 for sure. Uh, there's an outstanding shot as uh, we're going into the maelstrom that we call it with the Falcon, and it, we've got the clouds and the smoke all almost like a tunnel, and the light flashes, and we see a star destroyer. Oh, mama, that's some good lighting. Beautiful there. shot. Yeah, that's that's some good. We don't get a ton of Empire stuff. We get it here and there. That's a nice one. Um, first movie to not have, I've got a bad feeling about this. It's Han saying, I've got a really good feeling about this. Are you kidding me? Weird, I but I liked that. it. Yeah. I love it, right? He's, he's not naive yet. He's optimistic. He's not the jaded Han Solo we've come to know and love just yet. I talked about L3 already becoming a part of the ship. Uh, I love that we got the castle run in less than 12 parsecs, but there's more to that story. Han Round actually down. rounds down. <laughs> yeah. There is. This is when Alden Aaron Reich really becomes Han Solo to me when they land on that planet and he starts talking to everybody. He's got those mannerisms down beautifully. Also, wouldn't be a Millennium Falcon appearance without the dish flying off, right? We got the flat satellite dish on top, finds a way to fly off yet again. And then we get the one that we eventually get in A New Hope. Um, maybe my favorite line in the movie is Kira telling Han that she knows what basically no one else knows about him and that he's the good guy. I think that sums up the character very well. Yeah, me too. Yeah, right? I like that. Great line. 
He wants to be the tough guy. He wants to be the bad guy. He's he's like the Grinch, right? But no, on the inside, he's actually really a good guy. Uh, so I, I thought that that was actually beautiful. Uh, what do we think about Dryden Voss? So kind of really the villain in this movie. What do we think about him? And what do we think about those little vibro blades that he's got that almost look like uh, Yandu's little whistling arrow from Guardians to me? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I think Voss is awesome. I think that's a very, very yeah, cool like character. Paul Bettany, you kidding me right now, coming off the high of vision? Oh, I thought that was super cool. I just feel like he definitely asserts his badassness a lot, and I love the part where he's like, show it to me, and he's like, I don't think she's like, I, I don't ask twice. Yeah. Like, just kind of like the he's badass a, mentality. He's very menacing. Mm-hmm. He really played a good role in this, where like, a lot of, well, in a lot of big AAA, so to speak, popcorn flicks, I think the villain can be so hit or miss as we've seen in the MCU yeah. here. He made me feel like on edge when he said stuff like that mm. or the way he talked to Kira, like, you know, he was on the edge of just going off at any time. And I thought Paul did a really good job of that. Uh, speaking of menacing, by the way, Oh my gosh, Darth Maul. Are you, are you kidding? Nice segue. By the awesome. way. Are you kidding me? That was the moment where I was like, oh, shit. I was so excited in theaters, even though it was a small cameo. Love that it's Ray Park, who originally played him in Phantom Menace. I love that Sam Whitmer is the voice, the voice from the Clone Wars. And we don't get the full pan around for a few seconds. And we get the Duel of the Fates music in the, the background. The Duel of the Fates. It just keeps like we are. We are in like the Duel of the Fates golden era right now. We just keep getting it. and It's just it's so good. Oh, man, I can't wait for Solo. I'm sorry, uh, Obi Wan. I remember I I grabbed Lord's leg at like a few words into that, and I was just like, "I think that's Darth Maul." <laughs> and then, of course, he gets you know he calls the lightsaber because we got to see a lightsaber. And if it were any other character, I'd probably be like, "Okay, that's shoehorned." But it's Darth Maul. He's one of my favorite characters. It we still get. was. It just was awesome. It felt so cool. I don't know. It, it worked. Did. It got, me, it got me so hyped. I think if it felt more shoehorned, it really wouldn't have worked for me. But they had to show you a lightsaber. It's the it's the Clone Wars lightsaber that he has. Mm. Oh my gosh. And again, we talked about this being a trilogy. I want now, where we are in time, a Disney Plus series based on him and Kira. Tell me what that looks like. Yeah. Don't go Boba Fett on me. What, that what, was yeah, awful. Crimson Let's Dawn. Go What's up with Crimson into- Dawn? Yes. Why are we not leaning into that? Bring back Amelia Clark. Bring back Ray Park here. Sam Whitmer. That's got to happen. I want Darth Maul oh, as a crime lord. I don't want, unless they're going to go the direction that they went for Boba Fett. They're like, yeah, he's actually kind of a good guy. No, screw that. Yeah, Let's show me what, lean yeah. into this. 100%. And there's all the other uh, crime syndicates, right? They talk about it early in the movie. They tease that they run rampant right now with the Empire. Let's see what that looks like. That's sure. a series I want. We'll see. I, I don't know that it'll ever happen, but never say never. They're giving people what they want. Maybe enough of us are loud enough. Uh, Kira's betrayal. Totally awesome there. Uh, we get Beckett in that sequence. Him betraying. All of that adds up in a nutshell, I think, to why Han is who he is. He's skeptical. He doesn't trust anyone. He was an optimist. Now he's reserved in how he is, or at least how we see him in the trilogy and then episode seven. But I love that character building. And I think they actually do a good job with it in a short period of time in this movie. And then, of course, Han ends the movie screaming fair and square, fair and square, right? Because Han wins the Falcon fair and square, just like he touts 
in Empire Strikes Back. So everything comes full circle. And then we get that end shot of Han and Chewie in the cockpit of the Falcon going into light speed and all is well with the world. I think it's a nice way to, to finish off the movie. So yeah. lots of lots of good moments there overall, despite being, as we've said, kind of an unremarkable movie overall. Yeah. I mean, like, again, like you said, perfect ending, like everything, like all the beats hit. Everything is, everything is good. It's all good, but it's, it's just good. It's fine. So favorite non-title character. We finally have a title character. We can't <laughs> we talk about Han Solo. It's the first time. Who's your favorite character in this movie? Maybe we'll make an exception. You could you can name Han because every other Star Wars movie, it's been okay. Right. But John, John, why don't we go to you first here? It's Kiera for me. I, I think that Amelia Clark does such a good job with that character. I think she's uh she's just so charming. She's just like love her. I just want to have a drink and like have a conversation <laughs> with all of the characters she plays. She's so she's so charming. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's she's awesome. This movie, perfect, perfect uh, dynamic uh, counterpart for Han in this. Um, loved loved everything about it. Cool name too. Agreed, agreed. A, a nice recycled Star Wars name. Uh, Tim, favorite character. You want to go first because I'm torn between two, so this may change who mine is. Ooh. Sure, I'm. I'm going to go to to now that I know the name Beckett. Uh, I love Woody Harrelson in this movie. I think, as we mentioned, he's kind of uh, he plays similar threads throughout all the characters that he's he's uh, been a part of. So I think back all the way to Cheers. Holy crap! Right, like he he's there he's in some serious movies he's in a lot of comedies but he's got some depth and he's a guy that i always enjoy on screen so when i heard that woody harrelson was coming to star wars i was excited one thing to wrap up those thoughts is i love the credits of star wars so we see the at the end they're always the same we get the space backdrop we get the the theme musically and then we get the blue text it's always always identical and to see Woody Harrelson's name there just was was awesome for me. Thought it was really exciting. Tim, who you got? Who did I eliminate there? You did. You eliminated Beckett, which is my okay. one of the two. My second one was Dryden Voss. I just love the character so much. I think his little twin little blade swords are awesome. You know, I love how he like kind of gets that a little like what is it electric charge? What's on the? Yeah. What technically they they do? I mean, that's what it seems Plasma, like to me. Something like that. They're, yeah. they're almost like many, many forms of lightsabers. Just a touch of of the visual on them, right? And I love how red. he uses them. Like the fight scene when he's fighting uh, Han. It's just, it, I think it's cool. I think he plays a good character. And I just, he kind of reminds me of like a mafia boss in a way. And uh, yeah, I, I really like that he even elaborates. Like, I'm not, like, there's someone else that I have to answer to. Like, and then you kind of see that later on. I just love the character so much. So what's funny is I never picked up on that in that first viewing. He's like, you know who I answer to. And I just never thought twice about it. Right. But watching it back and hearing that line early-ish in the movie, I'm like, oh, it's Darth Maul. Yeah, it's cool. Well, I thought it was Darth Vader at first because I was like, sure. oh, like maybe that's that's yeah. who it is. So or or even like, like Tarkin or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was sick. I got to say, uh, they dive just enough into the Empire here to, to keep me, uh, my interest peaked, so to, to say. Is there a that moment in the movie for you? Anything that sticks out? It could be small. It could be a musical cue. It could be a, a line. Anything come to mind? I do have one if you need me to go first. And I kind of touched on it already. Go for it. So it for me, it's, the, it's Han seeing the Falcon for the first time. Because the Falcon in itself is like a character in this movie. And we, you know, we joked about it at the beginning. But with the Steelbook case... That's a character. That it's Han, it's Chewie, and the Falcon, and how they come together. It's so special in Star Wars lore for so many people, and the way Han sees it and falls in love immediately, and even says to to Lando, 
I've got it bad for the Falcon and the feeling is mutual. I love that cockiness. That's yeah. just, it's textbook Han Solo. I feel like also, by the way, before we get into your moments, we haven't talked maybe enough about Alden in, in this role. He gets the dialect down. He sounds like a younger Han. He winks just like him. The way he walks, the way he holds his belt, the way he even unhooks his blaster, all of it is very detailed and very much how I would imagine a young Harrison Ford would have handled that role prior to A New Hope. But the musical score in that moment offsets it big time for me. Uh, it's just just a grand, beautiful thing. I get goosebumps every time I listen to it. Um, whoever wants to go next, your moment of the movie. I'll go. I, I have a, a longer moment. Um, my moment is the entire uh, Falcon scene where he's driving the, was the Maelstrom. Yeah, it just I feel like that whole sequence is awesome. I love when he flips the Falcon and knocks the TIE fighter into the rock. Like, I just feel like, you know, that was really well done because you kind of see him flying for the first time and see that, hey, he actually is as good of a pilot as he's saying he is. And I, I just like that whole, whole sequence. So and I love when you kind of go, what was that thing like uh, a Kraken? Like, what technically was that? I, I don't know the name for that, but yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's kind of like a space. Slug. They, they it was talking. awesome. I love yeah. it. I did not expect to see it. I was like, whoa, shit. Some of that was from the Clone Wars, too, by the way. Like some of that. The Maelstrom oh, okay. is, is a thing there. Uh, it's it's not super prominent, but like there are elements that were like taken right from that. I do like the urgency there where the Falcon's about to fall into nothingness. Yes. And then the way they get it out is kind of hysterical. And of course, of course, it fails to, to jump into light speed. <laughs> It has to, right? It's classic Millennium Falcon. Tim, that's a good moment. John, anything come to mind for you? To me, it's just the uh, the end sequence in general. All all of the twists, the the final fight with with Dryden Voss at the end there, and the, and the way that we just finally, you know, everyone's turned on each other. We in, in that we get to reveal that um, the, what the what's her name the the, the first big bad. Um, Infus Nest that you know we get we get her we get her reveal who she is that kind of sets up the ending and then we get the the, the the you know the double crossing and all that stuff I just thought it was I think it was the strongest part of the movie to me uh, narratively is the ending I thought it was all well done I like that a lot too uh, in in just a moment here we're gonna get into the official officially unofficial rankings here for the star wars movies here and what we've seen so far this is movie number 10 for us we've got one to go in episode nine the rise of skywalker uh which we're gonna watch live in person with tim for the first time it's gonna be awesome want to just mention that this show again is sponsored by 26 shirts and our friends over there uh they've got some incredible stuff going on i've got my buffalo nintendo shirt the buffalo marvel shirt on on baba yaga over there and then tim's got the buffalo sega shirt Go check out their merch line. There's no shortage of amazing stuff, especially if you are a part of the Bills Mafia. Uh, proceeds from every sale go to a charity, an individual in need, or a family in need. They've raised over $1.4 million to date directly to those beneficiaries. So God bless those guys. Del Reed, awesome partner of the show, awesome friend. Glad to know them again. 26shirts.com. John, I'm going to pass it over to you. I'm very intrigued to see where we go with these rankings here with solo a star wars story dude i have no clue i have no clue where this is gonna go i don't even know where i'm gonna put it oh, so yeah, i don't even know where i'm gonna put it all right so current rankings <laughs> current rankings for people maybe listening not seeing the visual we got have up here number one we have empire strikes back number two we have rogue one number three we have the force awakens number four we have the last jedi number five we have a new hope number six we have revenge of the sith number seven we have return of the jedi eight attack of the clones and nine, the Phantom 
Dennis. Ooh. Where do we go with Solo? <laughs> Joe, Joe, do you move Solo up the list at all? Do you... Are you... I, th- I feel like I remember you saying that Solo would rank last for you, right? Is that is that true? I would say for the sake of this exercise that we're about to partake in, let's put it at 10. Okay. We'll start at 10. Yeah, it's tough. Okay. I mean, like we, there, there's so much we like about these movies. And again, Joe, I, I've come, I've come so full circle on where you are with Star Wars. I just love Star Wars. Like, I, like I understand all of the flaws with the prequels and some and stuff like that. I just love it though. It's Star Wars. It's so much fun. I, the, right. That, that's where I'm at. And I think also we feel kind of similar for the most part about the MCU when we do MCU review. Like, okay, even even the the lower tier or worse movies, like it's fine. Right or when you when you get mid tier, it's like holy crap! It's still a really good movie. Look at, yeah. look at the ten movies ahead of it. Right. So I, I think the yeah. mid tier, I think the mid tier in the MCU is very rep- representative of this whole list. Like the bottom of the MCU, there are some bad movies and some movies that are like really really don't hold up with the rest of them. But then that mid tier of the MCU, when you start talking about so like that, that, I don't know, like that ten through sixteen tier in the MCU, that's kind of where like this is. It's like everything's really good. Like sure, there's standouts, but like it's Star Wars. We love it all for you know better or worse. Uh, but solo. Yeah. Well, let's start at ten. Uh, who, who, who's tossing it above the Phantom Menace? I'll put it above the Phantom Menace for me. <laughs> Tim will. I don't I, know if you guys will because I know you love the prequels. So I shit, man. <laughs> I, I uh... <laughs> John, do you want me to go first? Yeah. No. No, I don't want you to go first. Now <laughs> <laughs> I take that back because now it's on I, me. I can't believe I got him. Oh uh, no! I, I knew. I knew. I knew you were. I knew you were going to do it. Um, Listen, do, uh, I, so, okay. Uh, it, it's so tough because, like, because when I when, when we get here and I start to struggle with ranking this stuff, I I start to dissect what does the question mean? Like, what is the, What are we ranking here? What are the better movies, or what do I like better? What would I rather watch? And then I I kind of lean towards more like what do I like better, and what like what 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 do I want to toss on again, rather than like. I think Solo is a better film and is more well put together than The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. But I don't think I like it more. So, John, my for what it's worth, you know, you do obviously what you want. Right. But when, when I was thinking about this, because I was like, all right, I know I'm towards the bottom of the list with this. I don't know if I could get it above Phantom Menace. Like, okay, let's, so let's pit it against Phantom Menace. That's what is at the bottom right now. For me... There's there's a lot of things that stand out in my head or my memory with Phantom Menace. And if you were to say, Joe, go watch a Star Wars movie, just one, just for the night. We're not doing a rewatch. I would pick Phantom Menace. I think about the lightsaber duel, even the pod uh, pod race sequence. There's so so much in terms of stakes in that movie. It doesn't lessen, I guess, the importance of Solo, but nothing in this movie happens that we absolutely like need to see. And nothing... I think you said it maybe earlier. Someone said it on this podcast that there's there's not like a lot of highs in this movie. It's consistent. Right. It's consistently pretty good. But at the end of the day, I'm sitting here saying, yeah, Woody Harrelson's character. What's his name? Beckett? Like, yeah. I could tell you so many of the stupid side characters that don't mean anything that are terrible CG as we would deem them in Phantom Menace. I'm like, yeah, I would rather watch Phantom Menace. And I think I, that's that's where I get to. Yeah. 
at the end of the day, the I, I have think to, about that. right. I, I have to weigh both of those things. Like when I try to rank these personally, I, I do try to weigh both. Like if, if, if we're talking about a movie that's just so objectively better than the other, maybe I have a little, little difference in opinion. Maybe that comes into play. But I think, I think here with Star Wars, I keep it at 10. I, I think that, I think that I just, I just like the prequels better. I just like everything else about Star Wars better than I like Solo. So I, I wouldn't put it ahead of Phantom Menace. That's so for what it's worth. I felt the same way as Joe. It was very close for me. But overall, I think I like this movie better. I just don't. I like parts of The Phantom Menace, but I don't love the whole movie. And like I could see myself like, again, I kind of said this every time I've we've done these. I'm trying to take the movie for what it is. Yeah. And I feel like if if. I didn't feel like The Phantom Menace was part of the trilogy. You know, or the you know, the whole series. I might feel a little differently if this was like an essential piece, but you know, I was close to not putting it above, above the Phantom Menace. It was 50, 50 for me, Mm -hmm. Uh, honestly, more maybe of a re like a recency bias. We talked a little bit about that. I just watched it. So I enjoyed it. Um, only seen it once, but I haven't seen the Phantom Menace very much either. So yeah, that's totally fair. Totally fair. It's uh, that's as far as it goes for me. Like I would not have put it above attack of the clones. Like even I would not even think about it. In, so. in my head, if I was going ahead of Phantom Menace, I was also going ahead of Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. To me, to me, like those movies are very similar in terms of like what I like about them and like what I think about them quality wise. Like it, it is th- those 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 two prequel movies are very similar to me. So it would have it would have been all or nothing in that sense uh, for me at least. But it comes down to the fact that I just I just like just like the prequels better than I like Solo. There's more. Don't get me wrong. I, I, my Star Wars movie needs to have a good lightsaber duel in it. You know, right? Exactly. Yeah. Some type of lightsaber battle. It's a big deal for me, for sure. Oh. It's it's part of the fun. It's part of the fun. That's why it was tough tough for me to want to put it at nine. But like I said, I was close. So we've got one episode left. I mean, until the next Star Wars movie, which we don't have a date for it, really. Yeah. Um, we think it's going to be maybe the the Rogue Squadron movie from from Patty Jenkins of of Wonder Woman fame maybe in a few years that was originally slated for next year, but not holding my breath right now. Um, that being said, like if, if, if I don't do a Jedi mind trick now, I'm not doing it for a while. Probably, oh right? yeah. You don't have, you don't have very, very, very many opportunities coming up to do so. So we have two each. I know the, the premise here is, is a little bit silly for what I'm about to do, but I look through our list. We got empire rogue one force awakens, last Jedi, new hope, Revenge, Return, Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, Solo. I don't know that I care enough about a lot of those to change them. I might want to use one now. I might want to use one next week because it's going to be a long time again before we get to use these. So (laughs) I'm going to try. I'm going to give this a try right now to go Jedi Mind Trick. We're going to try to get Force Awakens back above Rogue One. Wow. Yeah, I knew, I knew that's where you're going with it, and I, I respect it. I respect it. Man, if only we could go back to the day Rogue One came out and, and ask that question. If we yep. if, if we could just go yeah. back pre Last Jedi and then ask uh-huh. that question, and maybe even maybe pre Rise of Skywalker, true. possibly, possibly, like possibly. I'm just saying, I don't know that I've got enough juice or clout to get there, but. I'm not just going to leave this on the table. Right, you got it. I believe it. For what it's worth, I, I on the poll, I did vote Force Awakens above Rogue One. 
Interesting. Great. So I got one. I got two. You got two. Three. You there got, we go. We got you, three votes. You got me for sure. I'm there. Okay. So yeah. So if you're if you somehow stumbled into this series on on the second to last episode, we'll explain real quick. A Jedi mind trick. Uh, we we all get two of them, and it is our attempt to change the ranking. So if there's if there's a movie you don't like where it is, uh, if it's touching another movie, you can attempt to get them to flip. So in this case, uh, Joe wants the Force Awakens ahead of Rogue One. Um, so he doesn't just get that automatically by, by doing his Jedi mind trick. Uh, we have to put a poll up on Twitter. So if you go to Twitter, uh, we are at the underscore Geekiverse. The poll will be up three days. Um, so if you see this, if you see this right when it goes up, you've got three days. It'll be there for, for some further background. This has happened already. We, we originally, we originally had the force awakens ranked ahead of rogue one. That was, that was in the books, but JT, another member who's not here right now, he, he he used his mind trick and he was successful. Uh, the, the people did agree that Rogue One should be ahead of Force Awakens, so it's already been tampered with. He's trying to undo it. Um, he was the only episode he's on for, right? I think so. And <laughs> 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 man messed up your lives and then left. Yeah, that's what he did. He dropped the grenade. <laughs> a grenade. The thermal detonator. Yeah. So, uh, I think Mr. this Rock. is the, the first time in Star Wars or MCU reviewed history. That we've tried to reverse a snapper. No, I, I, I did it with Black Panther and Guardians like a yeah, few weeks ago. I remember that. We, we did. Yeah, we we had so we had Guardians ahead of Black Panther. JT okay. sna- JT snapped Black Panther and was successful, and then I tried to snap back Guardians over it. Yeah, so yeah, I did try to. Oh my gosh! I did try totally to snap out of back. My mind. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was unsuccessful. Next question. Do you guys think there would be any chance? All right, I got two questions. First, let's start here. That Revenge of the Sith could hop a new hope. I I think it's possible. I think it is possible. I don't think so. I do. I think it's possible. Interesting. A lot I, of people do love Revenge of the Sith. Dude, though. I we, think like, movie gains steam every year. Every year. Yeah. Just, Especially right now. Honestly, dude, wait. Oh, so if you could have waited. Well, if you could have waited. I can. And Obi-Wan comes out. Yeah. The hype. I got another week. We could do a special episode. You know, you could, you could host a, host a <laughs> quick. 10 minute snap. Yeah. Mind trick. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that that's my thought there. I, I think I know your opinion, but is there a chance of getting Attack of the Clones ahead of Return of the Jedi? Nope. No. I don't think no so. Either. No chance. I think I what's going to happen is it's going to be seven years from now. And I'm going to text from Joe. Hey, uh, I got to do my Jedi mind trick. Hop on. <laughs> People <laughs> love Return of the Jedi with good reason, but. They only think about the epic moment at the end with Luke and Vader. I don't think they think of the rest of the movie, and I think there's some shortcomings. Yeah, but that's just my elevator. Pitch I there. think there's only three possible snaps that could be that could be one right now. It's not much. Like the uh, MCU so, list, we could go crazy, but right. here I'm like, I think everything's yeah. just about set in stone. I, I think but, that I think that a new. I hope, want to bring one up. I think a new hope can. Ho- <laughs> I, th- I think a new hope can hop Jedi. Last Jedi. I think that, yeah, that yeah. I think that would happen. Yeah. I think that uh, what was my second one? Uh, well, Return of the Jedi could go over Revenge of the Sith. I think that's possible. Oh and, yeah. And then also, I think Solo probably could hop. I mean, I think some people have Return of the Jedi. What, like three, four, maybe? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, for sure. They put the original trilogy. I'm shocked at how low it is. I am. Oh, I didn't expect it. Solo would destroy Phantom Menace in a poll on Twitter. Agreed. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that we got it where we got it is amazing. Um, yeah, John, I wasn't even thinking the way you're thinking. I was just like thinking personally. Right. <laughs> I was like, all right, all right. Like, is it, is it crazy 
to say that I think Rogue One could hop Empire. I don't think it's crazy. No, I don't yeah. think so. you're right. I, I don't agree right. with it. No, I agree. I yeah. don't think it happened. But people I th- I think it could. like would kill for that movie. Yeah. I th- those, those I think those are your clear one and two, like in the Star Wars fandom right now. Right? Like I think that's like I think u- so. Ubiquitous. Ubiquitous. So I'm having issues with that <laughs> word right now. Rogue One is like the modern view of Empire. Right. Exactly. Like, people feel like they put it in the, the same category. So all right, all right, that that's what I got. Fun. Yeah, so that's it. That's that's the official ranking. Now we got yeah. Soul at ten. Don't think it's going anywhere, uh, but the bottom of the list. But we'll see. We have we have one more of these left. We've got Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Wow, long time coming. Tim's first viewing. We didn't. I don't think we've nailed that home enough. This is going to be the first time Tim I watches Rise of Skywalker. Love watching Rise of Skywalker so much. I'll leave my opinion for the movie, but it still feels so fresh to me every time I watch it. And without spoiling, the way that movie starts off, holy crap. Tim, you are in for a ride, I, I think. I have not even seen a single clip. Are you serious? It. We are we're going to have no some trailer? fun with that. Nothing. All right, we got we got to make this happen. I've next done week. a very good job of avoiding it because when wow. it was released, I didn't see the second or the episode 8. I okay. saw episode 8 after I found out that was coming. Yeah. So I never watched the trailer because I didn't want to get spoiled. Oh so I haven't watched the trailer. I haven't, I haven't seen a clip on Twitter. It's going to be Because I didn't have Twitter at the time. There are some moments in that movie that rank in like my, the highest of the high in my Star Wars let's, memory. Let's like wait. Let's get there. Save it. Yeah. Yeah. I've done There's... very... Opposed to now, like we were talking about um, we went and saw Multiverse of Madness. I couldn't even open up my app on Twitter without no. seeing a friggin' spoiler. Yeah. So I'm think I'm very grateful I didn't have Twitter at the time when um, the movie came out because I would have for sure saw spoilers. So. Right. Yeah. If you're not seeing that stuff opening weekend, you just got to stay off social media. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm excited. Yeah, I can't wait. So uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen, for this episode of Star Wars Reviewed. We uh, talked about Solo, a Star Wars story. We had a good time doing it. Even though we enjoyed the movie, we've ranked it 10 out of 10 so far. Not in the review score, but in the actual rankings of the Star Wars we, movies. We, we should tweet that out. So, so we, we gave Solo <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> we gave Solo a 10. Yes, I like that 100%. That's happening. Uh, so I need your help. I need your help. I need you all to get on Twitter. Go to at the underscore Geekiverse. If you feel passionately like I do, like John does, to a degree like Tim does about The Force Awakens, Go vote in our poll. If you care for Rogue One, we'll ask you to wait four days to go check that out. But that being said, John, where can people find you on social media and any plugs for the Geekiverse that you've got going on? Yeah, you can find me at Disruptoid on just about everything. Uh, follow the Geekiverse on TikTok. That, that's a fun thing that we do. If you like Star Wars, you will like our TikTok page for sure. Uh, we do a, a little guess the Star Wars character. We got 30 seconds. Joe and I have a blast with that. Uh, we're going to see each other this weekend, so we're going to record some more. And maybe even maybe even uh, next week when we watch the movie, hopefully. So we, we've got a bunch more yeah. coming. I'm going to start thinking about some characters now. So that's, that'll be good. Going to get deep. It's going to be awesome. Tim, same question for you. Ads and tails on pretty much everything. Uh, find me on uh, Twitch occasionally. It's been a little crazy of a year business-wise, so I haven't been able to be on much, but hopefully that's going to slow down a little bit. I'll get some more streams in. So I just got my Steam Deck, so you know, check out on TikTok. Might be you know playing that a little bit more. So, But yeah. Heck yeah. If you like video games, check out our weekly talk show, Busy Sticks. And next week, we plan to to pick Tim's brain a little bit 
about what is going on with the Steam Deck. He's got his hands on one. Super exciting stuff there. Right in front of me, a little, uh, little teaser here. Bam. That's Look it. Oh, at that. Yeah, studio. You're, you're definitely bringing that this weekend? Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some hands on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yes. have some requests for some games for you to have loaded up on there. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. It exists, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, you've got your your five dollars plunked down for that, and hopefully, it doesn't say Q4. We'll see what happens there. But uh, also, if you like Marvel, check out. We just had kind of a spoiler cast of sorts. A review for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We recorded that right fresh off the heels of leaving the theater last week. You can check out that discussion at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse. As always, we stream every show that we do nowadays at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. Love for you to get in the conversation. We love chatting with you. It makes this even more fun and we're passionate about what we do here, whether it's video games, Star Wars or Marvel, you name it. So for Tim, for John, I'm Josiah. We'll catch you all next week, hopefully, for Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Have an awesome night. May the Force be with you. Night, 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 may the force be with you.